Good afternoon, Wednesday, October 20th. That is the date, and yesterday, well, there was a meeting of Kamloops City Council. So as he normally does after a council day, pleased to welcome to the show now the mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian. Mr. Mayor, how you doing here this afternoon? Very good, Jeff. Thank you. Well, appreciate your time here. So uh, before we get to the actual uh, meeting that took place and some of the business of the day, I wanted to start with the municipal vaccine policy that came out here yesterday, uh, looking at having uh, a ma mandatory vaccination policy for all municipal employees and volunteers as well. Uh, was this something that uh, council and, and I guess the city as a whole has been kind of in discussions about for quite some time here? Yeah, this is a decision of the uh, chief administrative officer, but uh, certainly he apprised uh, council of that. And, you know, let's uh, be clear, the, the vast majority of city employees are vaccinated. We have 950 employees. I would suggest probably 900 of them are already vaccinated. And why have they done that? Well, they've done that for uh, their own health and the health of their families, but also the health of their co-workers and the public that they serve. And I think the policy as outlined by Mr. Trowin is just an extension of that. And uh, there are a lot of places in the municipality where we're starting to uh, see some inconsistencies. Uh, for instance, at uh, the police station, uh, police officers are required by federal law to be vaccinated. So we have municipal employees there. Uh, we have people, uh, IT people that go there. We have uh, maintenance people that go there. So now they have to be vaccinated. So to be consistent throughout the workforce, I think uh, a mandatory vaccination policy is, is a, a good idea. Also, if you look at uh, the Sandman Center, and here we are trying to lobby Interior Health that we should be able to fill that building, it's a bit inconsistent to make sure you had 5,500 uh, 5, vaccinated fans and that the Zamboni operator or, or some other employee wasn't vaccinated in the building. So I think uh, for consistency and for ultimately the protection of the public and ultimately for uh, hopefully the end of this pandemic, this is a good uh, policy route to go. Well, that was a lovely rundown of, of everything there, so I appreciate that, Ken. I guess, you know, based on the initial comments, don't anticipate much in terms of uh, pushback on this from employees in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I guess there's also a, a nice window here, a good buffer amount of time for people who are, are hesitant to get a vaccine. They can get their first dose pretty quick, and then they'll be fully vaccinated by the time the... Uh, I can't remember the timeline off the top of my head is, but they have a November 30th, I believe, is the timeline to actually get fully vaccinated. So lot, lots of buffer time here for anybody who's questioning things, I suppose. Yeah, actually, Jeff, I think it's December 15th. And, December, and yeah. you're right on in, yeah, in, te in terms of allowing that time for uh, people to do uh, the right thing and also uh, for uh, us uh, to uh, look into what uh, accommodations need to be for those very, very few people that are uh, medically ineligible. All right, let's uh, let's get into some of the business of uh, council yesterday. And one thing that uh, you know I don't think comes with too much controversy should be the additional money that was added into the snow removal budget here for the city of Kamloops—a couple hundred thousand dollars, nothing overly huge. But I guess is the city spending more, or is this like an inflation cost? Like, why was there a need to add to the snow removal budget? 
Well, you know, I think it reflects uh, what uh, council heard uh, by way of complaint uh, from uh, different areas of the city with uh, respect to particularly sidewalks and uh, uh, some of the uh, trail routes and, and uh, uh, bus stops and things like that. So uh, council decided yesterday to add uh, some money to uh, this year's uh, 2021 uh, snow removal allocation and and uh, for the rest of the winter in 2022 as well. It takes our snow removal budget uh, to just above uh, $2 million a year. And, of course, it's a bit of a gamble. Uh, you know, on a, on a dry year, uh, you might have surpluses, but on some years when we have uh, particularly heavy snow events, uh, that uh, can be uh, overrun very quickly. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it always is dependent, right, on the type of winter we have. And, uh, well, hopefully it's not going to be too significant here this year. But that's all we can do is hope and just wait and see what happens once the snow starts to fly. Uh, there was a pretty lengthy chat about fire mitigation work. I know there was also talk about potential for an urban wildlife management plan next year. I mean, there's been a lot of discussion, obviously, in recent weeks and months when it comes to fire issues. And I guess, really, the wildlife is a direct uh, consequence of, of some of the wildfire activity we've seen. And uh, there has been a little bit more wildlife uh, um, notices, appearances from from humans throughout the course of this uh, last month or so. Uh, can you just kind of give me a, a sense of why these conversations are, are seemingly being mo happening more frequently and obviously with a little bit more seriousness right now, given how the, the fire season went this summer? Yeah, so maybe starting with the fire season, I, I think it's fairly obvious that, you know, the, the close calls that we had, uh, I mean, we had... Uh, uh, the Juniper uh, East uh, fire, and uh, then we had uh, threats from uh, the White Rock Lake fire in the uh, Dallas and Barnardvale area, and then uh, the uh, Tremont Creek fire uh, threatened, uh, you know, the uh, Pineview Valley, Dufferin, Aberdeen area. So there's, that's fresh in our minds, but also uh, it's top of mind for the government in terms of some of the grants that they have. So yesterday uh, we uh, wanted to make sure that uh, we're in consideration for uh, monies that would be available for uh, protection here in the city of Kamloops. And uh, uh, so that was uh, the first one. On the wildlife issue, uh, wildlife is uh, becoming an increasing uh, problem uh, in urban settings. Uh, you know, things like deer are a bit more benign, but certainly things like bear uh, start mm -hmm. to become uh, more serious and, and hazardous. So we've uh, got a request in for grant monies to uh, develop policies in and around uh, the uh, control and management of those uh, those uh, uh, issues. Uh, and I guess when we're talking about grant funding, especially when, when we're looking at things that are probably more pertinent in like the spring and summer months, uh, there's probably not a huge rush to hear back, but any ideas like what that process looks like? No, I think it's going to be grant dependent. Uh, and, uh, you know, we sort of cut the pattern according to the cloth. If there's a lot of money uh, available, uh, we're going to uh, get a lot more work done. And if we have to fund it through taxation, we're going to have a bit more uh, reserved approach because, as we've talked about before, this is going to be a challenging tax year. I mean, we're, we're talking a little bit about wildlife here, and, and you know, this is definitely not 
connected to that in any way, but I think it's a nice segue. Uh, there was talk about the cat issue that we're experiencing. This is not a Kamloops problem by any stretch. I've lived in other cities where uh, too many cats seems to be a problem. Feral cats, stray cats, and people not necessarily getting them spayed and neutered to help with the population control. Um, I, I didn't uh, get a chance to tune in too closely to this conversation, so how, how serious is the cat problem in Kamloops right now? Well, it, it is serious, and we had a delegation yesterday from the uh, BCSPCA uh, with respect to uh, orphan cats, and, and Kamloops uh, is uh, one of the cities that uh, in the interior is producing more orphan cats uh, than any of the other cities around us. So uh, we have an issue with uh, people abandoning am animals as well as the whole spay and neuter issue. So yesterday's uh, presentation was an opportunity to shine the light on that. And, uh, you know, I think uh, responsible pet ownership is important and also uh, those that uh, can find it in their heart to adopt a cat. Uh, uh, apparently the BCSPCA here in Cannes is swimming in them and, and uh, that if you can provide a, a loving and caring home, uh, please do so. Uh, I'll wrap up here. I know you're meeting with uh, Tecumloops to Shequebec leadership here today. Uh, can you tell me at all what, what, what's happening, what those conversations are like, or you know, a sneak peek, I guess, into what you're going to be uh, chatting about? Yeah, so uh, today is our uh, C2C. It's a community-to-community -community forum. Uh, we hold them uh, twice a year uh, with uh, the uh, uh, band leadership, and uh, so it's an opportunity for all of council to meet with all of their council. Uh, so there's a, a number of issues, uh, everything from our, our fire services agreement, which we have to provide fire service over here, the sanitary sewer agreement, uh, issues related to uh, recreation, and uh, certainly uh, the new initiatives we have for uh, cultural and heritage preservation and our new archaeologists that we have. And, uh, and I think that we want to uh, kind of debrief with uh, the TTS leadership about the uh, trauma that they have gone through in the last uh, six months since we met uh, with uh, relationship to the uh, 215 missing children. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I know you're uh, on the clock here to go attend that, so I'll let you go, but appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for this, Ken, and hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Thank you for the opportunity, Jeff. Always. Kamloops Mayor Ken Christian right there. Now, uh, full disclosure, I caught up with him earlier this morning as he was actually heading in to that meeting, as you could clearly tell. Uh, he was calling me from his truck there, and uh, yeah, the Community to Community Forum happened today from 10 in the morning until noon um, so that was what was going on, and that's what he was speaking to there at the tail end of it. But, uh, yeah, I think one of the big things to um, be, well, for me, the most interesting thing out of council, and this is not necessarily by any means the most important thing, but I just found it very interesting that the uh, stray cat population is becoming more and more of a problem in our community. So maybe I'll have to follow up with the uh, Kamloops branch of the BCSPCA on that one, see just how significant the issue is um, and what might be happening in terms of helping people who are having difficulty affording those spay and neuter programs. Uh, $20 fee, not unreasonable. It's a heck of a lot cheaper than the uh, actual overall cost is. So uh, we'll have to follow up on that one. Again, that's just something I found to be quite interesting, especially given the fact that there was a very specific uh, anecdote provided about someone who was in uh, a home had to move, and I'm assuming they had to move to somewhere that was not pet-friendly. So rather than finding a 
another home, finding a family friend to take care of it for a while, or whatever the case may have been, you know, there's a number of ways they could have dealt with their feline friend, and they chose to just leave it behind and abandon it, and that's just not cool. That's super not okay. So uh, I found that to be an interesting part of the conversation yesterday, but uh, the the big thing that I took away from our conversation today from, from Ken and myself was the vaccine policy. December 15th, that is the date for municipal employees, volunteers, and contractors where you have to be fully vaccinated. If you want to, uh, you know, meet your terms of employment, there will be some medical exemptions granted, but we know those medical exemptions are pretty few and far between. So the vast majority of uh, people will have to get a vaccine if they want to remain employed by the city of Kamloops. He said of the some 950 employees, he believes about 900 of them are vaccinated. So yeah, I mean, we're talking about a very small portion and maybe needs a little bit more of a push to go ahead and get the jab. If uh, if this pushes them in that direction, I think that is a good thing. And if they choose not to and they don't have a medical ex- exemption, uh, they, they might be finding themselves without a paycheck, which... Um, Probably not a good thing for most people.